The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. folks hello folks and welcome please to a, a special edition of now and then with glenn my name is glenn williams and it's been a while since i've done done a program here at boston neighborhood network but sometimes things call you into the studio and there are situations that are happening and there are events on the horizon that that warrant this kind of a thing and it is my great great pleasure and honor to have with me in the studio here uh first suffolk uh senator um nick collins Senator Collins, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. It's great to be with you. No, thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy day. I, I know how things are. We're, 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 we're kind of flying around, and, and we're just recently opening up ourselves here at Boston Neighborhood Network to people to be able to do and use these great facilities for what they're meant for, you know, to, to do programming and stuff. And I know that up on the hill, you cats are just getting, getting wired up and started again. But there is a tradition in Boston. There is something that has happened for over a hundred years, I think, around here, uh, that that you're taken by the horns and you're going to be running with it very, very soon, aren't yes, you? Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, St. Patrick's Day breakfast, and, uh, and it's going to be on March twentieth. At ten o'clock is when the festivities start. I guess people can start rummaging in and stuff around nine. But tell me a little bit about what's going to be happening this year. Yeah, so you know, doors open at eight thirty. People usually try to get seated by nine, so the breakfast can be served, and the and then the you know, um, uh, things will begin, and then you know the the show uh, will be broadcast live on WROL radio, um, live streamed on CBS four, and uh, proudly. Um, uh, broadcast live on BNN here uh, uh, from uh, 10 to 12. I got to tell you how honored we are in in and in, in how thrilled I was to get that, that that invitation to be the only television station in Boston to kind of carry this 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 tradition here, and uh, it it kind of says a little bit about what what BNN has kind of grown into now that nowadays, hasn't it? It has. I think it's an incredibly important. Um, partner that we have this year, not because of the great work that you do, and it's a very high-quality high operation. The team here is fantastic and, you know, represents sort of the kind of organization that we want to lift up in, in the city, um, but brings incredibly, incredible public value to our residents who need to be informed, um, you know, and uh, cable television where this has been before um, made it a little more exclusive, and we, we want to bring it back uh, where it needs to be to the people, because it's a great... Uh, opportunity for the public to see their elected leaders in a vulnerable spot, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make light of themselves uh, and, and, you know, kind of uh, putting each other in, in each other's place, where I guess, where we need to be. Um, 
And and I think you know you know it's sort of an, I guess in some ways accountability too for some, but it's it, the coupled with the Irish traditions of uh, music, dance, um, and laughter, and we I think you know have a great opportunity here after the pandemic to come together yeah. in a way that's uh, you know suppose you know in line with the tradition um, of some of the great things about Boston and uh, and its. And its past and its future, and in the new generation that's going to be with us uh, on stage. Let's not forget about the the food. There's going to be great food there as well, and we're and I'm I'm planning to steal a small plate for myself. I'm sure. There'll be plenty to go around, <laughs> plenty of food and drink, um, and uh, plenty of laughter. I think. Let me let me ask you what what brought on that tradition of kind of being of it being a safe space to kind of poke at the governor or, or kind of let your you know your legislative partners have it how did that come about <laughs> i don't know I, I think that there must have been um uh you know i guess you know th there is a, a phrase you know you, you know that we're gluttons for punishment <laughs> and i'm not sure if that's you know part of its dna but um you know I, I do i think the 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 art of wit has been around and it's nothing unique to the irish it's right. in every culture and, and um you know trying to i think uh have discourse and Different ways, but again, in, in a way that celebrates some great traditions. It's a, a part of Boston's history, um, and again, uh, a, a sort of a constant uh, in the city. And something that I think what we've been lacking in the last few years is that togetherness. Yeah, um, everyone's invited. Yeah, you know, we want every, this to be be something that everyone can partake in. Again, from the comfort of their home, uh, if they're you know in their car, yeah. uh, or if they can join us in person, because um, I know everyone's got. Uh, all sorts of things going on in, in considerations, but we want everyone to enjoy that that period with us, um, and uh, and I, I think we're going to have a great response. Uh, and we have a great lineup of speakers and, and people who are looking to uh, you know join us and let it all hang out. I, I guess. think it's, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, especially in this day and age, God, I, I got to tell you, Senator, everybody is glued to their TVs and, and they're watching this horrendous thing that's happening. In other parts of the country, and how we we the news is always about yeah. this horrible stuff that's going on around. We used to sit at the table at the at the house and, and watch the news during dinner. Well, I don't want to do that. Anymore. I know it's just so. You say that? I said to my wife the other day. Listen, Liv, I, I, do you mind if I got to turn the TV on and check the news in the morning uh, before before? And the girls came down, you know, yeah. to get ready, and it was. One horror story after yeah. another. I had to turn it off. I said, "You know what? I can't even watch the news in front of my kids." Right. Exactly. It's it's so, yes. And I think we need a, a shift away from that because you know while awareness, uh, and I think you know again you bring up a, an earlier point why BNN is so important. The trust that people need to have in our media that their their you know our First Amendment right is being protected, um, not just you know. Uh, defended across the world, but also uh, you know here at home, and that's that that's important to have a public access news network that's delivering news and programming to people yeah. um, e equitably. Yeah, well, that's BNN's main mission is is to afford the people of the city and and beyond the, the opportunity to speak their piece in, in in a safe and un you know. An inquiring yeah. atmosphere yeah. where it's okay to come here and sit in and say, I'm just disgusted about this or I'm really happy about that. You know, I think that this is one of the things that we do. You know, we studied the news. We've just started a new news program. We've got a new news director. We're very excited about it. And we did some surveys and stuff. The last four minutes of every broadcast for 
national or local news is the only time they talk about something positive. And it's either about a cow that had that has a, the face of Elvis on the side or something yeah. silly, you know. No, and I think again, what BNN's doing and helping us do is not be uh, paralyzed by fear yeah. as we need to move forward. Right. We need exactly. to understand the things that you know put us at risk, mitigate them, make sure that we're not you know, no longer allowing disproportionate impacts on things that we can have systems improved or installed to protect against. No, that's our charge. But I think. You know, we can't do that from a position of fear. Right. We, we never have successfully. No one no, ever have successfully. No, there's no way to live, and there's no yeah. way to raise your children. You've got, you've got beautiful kids. I've got a beautiful granddaughter at home that, that, that's, that's living with us with her mother and father. And, and you want it to be this friendly yeah. and, and groovy atmosphere. But we're, we're fighting it as hard as we can. Okay, let's, let's... No, but this helps. This helps. This, and this helps. This helps because what people are going to see is they're going to see the people that are sometimes always standing out there talking about the issues... And there's always a problem, and there's not all this negative stuff, kind of up there with a smile on their face and poking yeah. fun at the guy. Yeah, in an exchange, I think that's yeah. you know, at, at a you know, uh, we're in a pandemic, and, and and there is you know a need to move, which is why there's a public health law that says the executive, you know, needs to you know take charge, and the legislative is is weaker at the time because you know in the interest of public health, and I think you know at any point, and it's, you know, no matter who who that power was entrusted with. You know, it's going to, you know, uh, breed some, you know, tension. Kind okay, of we're at that point. I think the state of emergency being lifted in the city, you know, had been in the state for uh, almost a year now, but now uh, in the next couple of weeks in the city is a huge turning point, an event you can be at safely um, and, and know that you can get back to business with uh, precautions, yep. you know, taking your right um, uh, health guidance from your, you know, primary care physicians. And if you don't have a primary care physician, Call my office, 617-722-1150. We'll get you signed up with Mass Health to get your primary care physician. That's the, uh, the, the real lesson out of this uh, pandemic is start dealing and making sure our constituents have health care access. One thing I'm proud to say, working with the city, we closed the gap on the uninsured here in Boston uh, mm -hmm. with our, uh, you know, through the food access program and as with the Boston Public Health Commission as an agent on behalf of Mass Health. So we have the resources. Uh, don't don't think that they're not there. Can you ask David or someone from your office to send me that information? Absolutely. We'll make a slide and get it up on the screen. Great. You know, I think it's important that people know and understand that that resource is available to them. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. To not cause them because healthcare's right here, and that's that's the important. No, point. absolutely, it is. Everyone yeah. should be healthy and, and have the opportunity to to fight off. And as the first again. state in the nation to do it, that led the federal effort. We gotta. We have to make sure that we're getting as many people on there. We have to be the example. Yeah. No question about that. Who can I expect to be up there with you on, on the 20th? Yes, yeah, so going we'll to be have, out there? Yeah, we'll have the, uh, Governor Baker will be with oh, us. Really? Yep, the Attorney General. Oh, boy, there's a tiger. Healy, um, uh, Mary Michelle Wu, uh, Congressman Steve Lynch. Yep. Um, you know, so we have a, some great uh, participants. And I'll also be joined by, by an international leader, the uh, Ireland's uh, Ambassador to the United States, Daniel oh, fantastic. Mulhall. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I think that the economic ties, you know, when you know, I, I have an incredible district that's that, that's uh, very diverse, and within um, different communities, we speak uh, uh, quite a bit about the diaspora. And there's a diaspora here, uh, you know, the, in the, from the uh, from Ireland that's actually uh, in in Massachusetts, uh, where I think the second highest to see the Vermont or New Hampshire of Irish or American lineage, um, and uh, and so. 
there's a connection, economic connection, that has been both good for Ireland and good for, for Boston. One of the things that has insulated us from a, a pain in what has helped the city in the state uh, really um, bring in re uh, resources that haven't been you know, generated from just within the Commonwealth is that tourism industry. Mm -hmm. And so that tourism, along with trade, which, which is significant, and they are our EU trade partner because now England's out as yeah. it relates to that. So they, and they're on the border of Northern Ireland, so they, they're in a strong position to do more in that regard than they have. Uh, and it's important because there's some signals that we have great opportunity. Uh, uh, a new shipping line is now coming to Boston, taking us to new markets and then some uh, from to Southeast Asia, uh, Middle East and North Africa. They're out of Haifa, Israel. Spent two years on that, two and a half years on that. Um, so we're seeing interest, in, you know, in more ways as with Boston as an international city. That helps us economically, and that's jobs in our hotels, our restaurants. Yeah, they can be low barrier jobs, they can be management jobs, um, and that good wages and, and benefits uh, and support a lot of receipts, tax receipts in the city. So we're we're having that AAA bond rating, so we can invest in our schools, sure. invest in everything, uh, uh, in partnership, and so. Um, um, I think we're, we are, uh, I believe, on the, on the verge of a very uh, strong, successful time here in the city and the Commonwealth. Well, it's great. Commerce is what makes this whole thing work. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you, it's coming from here, going to here, yeah. you know, benefiting this. You know, it, it, you, know I, I meant, you, you mentioned the governor's going to be there, and I think that that's very exciting. Is the fact that he's, he's, he's moving out of, of the position up there, does that put a bigger target on... on, on the poor governor's back. I don't know. I think the governor's doing fantastic. I uh, like yeah, him. I like him as a uh, as a lame duck governor. He's uh, you know sometimes you can take a little bit more risks. I, I think more you're, you're going to see that. Sure. No, I hope it's more in line with with the agenda no, where we are uh, that is shared. But um, you know I uh, I think that the governor's having a good time. He's been a good sport. He's been he's been there every year. That's uh, he showed up. He has shown up as governor, and you can't. You cannot say he's not. And, and as it relates to the, the pandemic and the leadership that he displayed, along with the leadership of a city leaders uh, throughout, it, it was quite a, a period of time. And, uh, you know, I say he's um, shown up because it's not just for events. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he's we there. Just, all, yeah. We just, uh, we had to, we laid to rest uh, the first um, line of duty, death and trooper. Oh. Uh, Bucci, and the governor was in Utah on a on on a trip, and the meeting happened. He, you know, this guy hasn't had a break in years, and immediately flew back to be there. That's his duty, and of course he's going to do it. But you know, he's he's done it for eight years, yeah. and he's really shown, I think, the people's Commonwealth the respect they deserve in in, in more ways than one. Not to say we, we have uh, things that uh, are unleft. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, unfinished business. Um, and maybe some disagreements along the way, but on the whole, you know, it's been great to work with him and his team and looking forward to, uh, you know, working with the, the next administration. It's going to be an exciting race and there are a lot of good candidates. You know, my daughter asked me, she said, you know, this seems like a very democratic thing. And she's she's younger, you know, and, and she says, why would the Republican governor come to a Democratic party? I said, because that's what we do around here, yeah. you know, because we try to work together on things and. And this isn't a Democrat. Right. You know, no, she's but it, growing up with this. There's the Democrats and there's no, the Republicans. But I will say, I do have to say about Governor Baker, he's also the, the first governor to come annually to the South Boston Vietnam War Memorial That's dedication. Yeah. Because at the time, in times before, you know, for whatever reason, it was too controversial. He's the only one who's come every year. Yeah. And, and, and uh, people across the city in that way and across the state. So. 
So will we see city council is there? Oh, yeah, and all we expect a full cats? house of the city council, a lot of great friends and colleagues that are going to join us, um, and members of the legislature, too. How does, it feel to stay, how does it feel to host that kind of a thing when you've got all of these people from the different levels of government? I mean, the whole yeah. constituency, you know, everyone's it's, there. It's quite, it's quite fun. I, 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 you know, grew up watching it a bit. And, you know, the first time I met Joe Biden was, was through the St. Patrick's Day breakfast. I yeah. ended up going to work for his campaign in 2007 and then the Obama-Biden campaign mm -hmm. prior to my time in public service. Um, and, and that's, you know, really uh, where I, I learned more about him. So it's also a great place for you to learn about their public servants and public and, and, and see how you know, they can get uh, more involved. Because, in, you know, they, the, the job's difficult and challenging at times, but, um, you know, it's rewarding and fun, and you can be involved in a lot of things, bringing people together like this. Uh, so we're very excited about it, and we, we, uh, we expect a great uh, crowd and uh, a lively uh, event. Great. You it's know, a good mix of dance and music. Music and, is going to be awesome. And attempts yeah. at humor. You know, uh, I, I understand that this is this is uh, this is part of, of of what you're doing at this point. But I also know that there's some leg legislative stuff that your you cats are involved in. Is sure. there is there anything exciting that you want to want to talk a little bit, a sure. couple of minutes about up there on the yeah, hill? Yeah, uh, I think there's um, an incredibly important opportunity in front of us, transformative, to be uh, partnering with the city in the federal government on infrastructure, mm. on prioritization of those projects. But we have a lot of funding that is sort of keyed up for that. And, we, you know, prioritizing the uh, highest impact infrastructure investments that I think, you know, we should be looking through an equity lens. This is our opportunity to deliver on an equity agenda mm -hmm. that isn't, you know, about a finite piece of, Resources that may have already been pledged, like in the case of the state budget, half it's pledged annually to healthcare. Yeah. Like, so there's half of that forty billion dollar plus budget, um, and so this is bringing resources to the pie to change the game. Because if, if you're if you have to make that sort of you know strategic investment, it's hard to do it if you're pulling from something else. It's much easier to do and much much better to do if you can if you and we're in that position. So I'm excited about that. Um, so we can put in. Uh, not just an investment for infrastructure for the future, but that's jobs, that's construction yeah. jobs. Oh, that's huge. That's small businesses. And with it, the work that's being done to ensure more diversification and, and state contracting and city contracting, we're well positioned to do it. Is, is there any level of the infrastructure that you see that needs needs more of the attention? I mean, our shorelines, our bridges, sure. our streets, I mean, are under the surface? I swear that the, the plumbing and the going underneath my yeah. house is still no, hollowed out logs. You know, you know, it's just there's, um, there's definitely parts of the city that could use, you know, continuous work as it relates to sewage and, yeah. and sewer. And there's some stuff actually down the, down on the waterfront that the Water and Sewer Commission was talking about that was really, you know, impactful, uh, going to be very costly. And also in, in that area, in and around the Bass River by South Station, mm -hmm. that's been, you know, the widened circle. So there's, there's some areas um, on the water along with... Um, you know, different parts of the north of the south edge of Boston where resiliency is important. But we're trying to build that into the cost of, of, of new developments and where, okay. where, where it's public, invest publicly. Um, so there's, there's kind of sort of two ways to do that. And we're trying to do that at the state level because the city of Boston does a better job than everybody else. But other communities don't have the, the, the agencies, the resources to push back on maybe larger business interests yeah. who will say, yeah, that's your community benefit. Not we need this to actually have a project that 
you know, my insurance company says in 50 years won't be out of whack because of flood maps. That's an important investment for them to make, and that's where it should stay. So it should be part of permitting, not as a negotiation for a community benefit. No. So we have a piece of legislation to deal with that. Uh, but I believe in transportation, not just expanding um, uh, you know, access, but uh, electrification. Because we're trying to drive people to use public transit. That's going to be having us less reliant on you know, Russian oil and gas yes. and other places where we don't need to be spending money. Um, and drive down emissions. So our environmental justice communities that have been taking a beating from both commuter and commercial uh, that are, you know, in, in need of uh, green investments. That's an area where, where we're getting uh, very, very serious as well, both in our sort of main strips and across the first Suffolk districts and in communities where they're sort of tree deserts. Um, but electrifying the Fairmont line, mm -hmm. just like we have the red line, because mm -hmm. those the communities from, from um, South Station to Roxbury um, to uh, uh, Upham's Corner, uh, to Four Corners, uh, to uh, Talbot Ave, and to Morton, through to Blue Hill Ave, all the way down to Fairmont. That's running through the communities of George, Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, and Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. Those are our you know, highest concentrations in communities of color, and they're having the disproportionate impact. So we've been prioritizing, and it's been great work in partnership with uh, the Fairmount Indigo Line Corridor um, advocates, and that's the CDCs and all uh, community organizations that have, have, have lobbied to get access to public transit and at discounts, which has been very successful. But the impacts to the community are still being felt as it relates to, and, and it's something that we're talking about statewide, but we need to move on first in areas with the highest disproportionate impact, and that's a big part of this uh, legislative agenda before the end of the session. Senator, I want to thank you uh, for, for taking a moment out of your day to spend with, with me here at BNN. It's, it's like, like I said it before, you know, when I got that email and it was, and it was like I had to kind of go, you know, one of these things to say, well, really? And because uh, uh, we've always been kind of separated from it. We've always been kind of a reporter from it, you know, but, but to be able to be given the ball to, to actually be responsible for bringing it to a, a majority of the households in the, in the city of Boston is quite an honor and a pleasure. So, okay, we're talking about St. Patrick's Day breakfast, the traditional, hosted by the, of course, great senator from Suffolk One. Uh, what is Suffolk One? Is South Boston, uh, Dorchester, and- Mattapan and Hyde Park. Mattapan and, and Hyde Park. It's shifting a little bit where I'll, I'll lose the parts of Hyde Park and Mattapan. I'll keep Mattapan, Dorchester, South Boston, pick up a little bit of Roxbury, yeah. South End, Chinatown. Yeah. You're place. almost over to Rosendale, but I, I don't think that my senator's gonna give up uh, no, Rosie no, Square, no, you know. No, <laughs> no I, it's a great place, Rosie Square. Great, great food, great restaurants. Yeah, great yeah. park. Been there for been there forever. My family's been since the thirties. We've been living living oh, it's over a great, there. Great neighborhood. Sunday, March twentieth, uh, at, at ten o'clock in the morning. The different places you're going to be. It's going to be streaming to CBS. Yep. So right. if you get you know, so uh, you get relatives over the pond, you can watch it online or, yeah. or stream uh, stream live on their app, CBS Boston. Uh, if you're in the car or you like listen to the radio, it's uh, WROL 950. Uh, the uh, sort of the Irish hit parade over the weekend. Also live streamed uh, with uh, CBS's uh, Pluto TV and for, uh, you know the uh, I would say foremost um, uh, live broadcast partners here at uh, at BNN. Right. If you're a traditional clicker guy, 
Like you're, I would be. You're gonna, if I was at home, I'd be watching. I'd be watching it on BNN too. Senator, thank you. It's a pleasure having you Absolutely. here. Let's let's do this. Uh, let's do this again. Let's let's find some other times for you cats to come over and just just talk about what's going on up on the hill. I think it's so important, especially those communities that you talk yeah, about. People need to know. You know they need they to need know. To be informed, and, and, empowered. And I think there's no better place to get it than, than Boston Neighborhood Network. Amen. Listen, gang. Thanks an awful lot for being here with us. It's great. This is great to sit in the studio here again. Uh, we are back up and rolling as best we can. Listen. You've been watching uh, Now and Then with Glenn. My name is Glenn Williams, and we'll be back very, very soon, I promise and I hope, okay? Listen, be safe out there. Do something awful for yourself, and we'll dig you later, okay? Bye-bye. Proceeding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617 708 3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.